You're listening to the Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to our message today and that we hope you check us out online at TahlequahUMC.org. Today I'll be reading from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. It's titled, Pentecost. When Pentecost Day arrived, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound from heaven like the howling of a fierce wind filled the entire house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be individual flames of fire alighting on each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. There were pious Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. When they heard this sound, a crowd gathered. They were mystified because everyone heard them speaking in their native languages. They were surprised and amazed, saying, Look, aren't all the people who are speaking Galileans, every one of them? How then can each of us hear them speaking in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, as well as residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the regions of Libya bordering Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the mighty work of God in our own languages. They were all surprised and bewildered. Some asked each other, what does this mean? Others jeered at them, saying, they're full of new wine. Peter stood with the other 11 apostles. He raised his voice and declared, Judeans and everyone living in Jerusalem know this. Listen carefully to my words. These people aren't drunk, as you suspect. After all, it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. Rather, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young will see visions. Your elders will dream dreams. Even upon my servants, men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will cause wonders to occur in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and a cloud of smoke. The sun will be changed into darkness and the moon will be changed into blood before the great and spectacular day of the Lord comes. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you please pray with me? Oh, Heavenly Lord, I pray, let the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth give you all honor and glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. First, happy birthday, church. This is a special holiday in the church. Next to Christmas and Easter, Pentecost comes in third. But there is no baskets to fill, no cards that are sent, 
No Pentecost cookies to make or even a special meal to cook. But it is to be celebrated. Us as Christians, we should celebrate Pentecost. So with this celebration, I want to talk to you about the gifts we give and the gifts we receive in honor of this special holiday. Now, I don't know if you've ever had the slightly embarrassing experience of having someone give you a gift. Only to find out when you opened it, you did not have a clue, the foggiest idea, what it was or what it was for. What it was meant to do. I mean, there you are, you're at the company Christmas party, or you're at your wedding shower, or your own birthday party, and someone hands you a beautifully wrapped gift, and as you pull the ribbon apart and undo the wrapping paper, all the eyes in the circle are on you. You open the box, and there it is. But what is it? Is it a pencil sharpener or a coffee grinder? Is it a scarf or a bread napkin? Wait a minute, is it earrings or fishing lures? Of course, the person who gave you the gift is looking at you with anticipation, wanting to see what you're going to say, how you're going to react, and saying with, with their eyes, well, do you like it? And out of courtesy, you, you have to say something, so you say, oh, how could you have known? Thank you so much. I could really use a tire gauge. Only to have the wounded voice say, tire gauge, uh, that's a meat thermometer. There is something of the same uncertainty and perplexity in a much deeper sense about Pentecost. You heard the story. The leaders of the early church all gathered in one place when suddenly there was a sound of a rushing wind like a tornado. Then tongues of fire appeared resting on every head in the room. And each one of them began speaking the gospel in other languages. Here on Pentecost, a dramatic fashion, something has been given to the church, a gift from God. But when we open it up, what exactly is the gift? What is it for? How is the gift to be used? The gift is the Holy Spirit. Of course, on Pentecost, God gave the church the gift of the Holy Spirit, and to be a part of the church is to say, we have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. But when you take the wrapping paper off, what exactly is the gift of the Holy Spirit? Is it a pencil sharpener or a coffee grinder? Is it a tire gauge or a meat thermometer? What do we think of when we think of Pentecost? Many of us think of fire and wind and the onslaught of a violent storm. We think of speaking in tongues and that unusual experience of foreigners hearing and understanding the noble things of God without the assistance of an interpreter. But there is much more, much more to Pentecost. Sometimes we get so involved and so wrapped up with the mysterious details of Pentecost that we miss the greater meaning of it. I want to, I'm here today to tell you about the greater meaning of it. The greater meaning I'm talking about 
is that Pentecost means that Jesus is forever present. I want to put this in context for you. The ascension has occurred and Jesus has gone. The somewhat lacking followers of the now departed Jesus are in Jerusalem. Like numbers of others, they plan to participate in the Hebrew Harvest Festival known as Pentecost. Pentecost, as its prefix, prefix suggests, comes 50 days following Passover. At any rate, these followers of Jesus simply have no clue as to how they could carry out Jesus' last directive, which is to be witnesses to the ends of the earth. They have no clue and are at a loss on how they're going to do this. So abruptly, so suddenly, as unpredictable as a tornado crossing an Oklahoma highway, he's present with them. Mysterious and powerful, he's alive and he is near. The late Dr. Albert Outler, a Methodist theologian and scholar, I read some time back when I was in seminary, expressed this beautifully when he said this. Pentecost consequence was that Jesus became alive again and powerful and forever thereafter present wherever two or three are gathered in his name. Then he said this, Jesus was no longer a has-been. This quote made me think, if the truth be told, Christianity could not have survived for long on the strength of its historical narrative, the historical memories of Jesus of Nazareth. As most of you can remember, Jesus lived a very short time in a, in a backward part of the world. He wrote no books. He left no pictures. He shied away from all publicity. Even after his miracles, he would whisper, hey, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody I'm doing this. He died on a lonely hillside between two thieves. And even his resurrection occurred rather quietly. Therefore, every day Jesus is ignored or denied or overlooked by countless numbers of people. So why has he not been forgotten? There is simply no other explanation than the activity of God through the Holy Spirit. What happened back 2,000 years ago is made contemporary by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes the manger, the cross, the empty tomb all relevant to us today. I want to repeat that sentence. The Holy Spirit makes the manger, the cross, the empty tomb all relevant to us today. The gift the Holy Spirit brings to us on this Christian holiday is power, but, it, but it's not the kind of power that the world thinks of as power. The gift we get on Pentecost is the one gift we most desperately need and the world needs. Strangely enough, the gift of Pentecost is the gift of something to say, a powerful word to speak in the brokenness and the tragedy of the world that is unlike any other word. Did you notice what happened to the church when the Spirit was given? It stood up and it spoke. It moved from silence to language. It talked and the whole world heard the good news in its own languages. 
As the prophet Joel said, in the latter days I will pour out my spirit on all humanity and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your sons and your daughters will have a word to speak. That life is stronger than death. That hope is deeper than despair. That every tear will be dried and that the power of the Christ's resurrection will be alive again. Death and pain will be no more. That word is our gift to speak and to tell the good news of Jesus Christ. There's a story about Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross when she was writing her famous book on death and dying. Part of her research involved interviewing dying patients in the hospital and trying to find out how they felt and thought as they faced death and death was near. As she went from room to room the hospital, in the hospital, she began to notice a remarkable pattern. Sometimes she would go into a dying person's room and the person would be calm and at peace and very, very tranquil. She also began to notice that often this was after the patient's room had been cleaned by a certain hospital orderly. One day, Dr. Ross happened to run into this orderly in the hospital corridor. And she said to her, hey, what are you doing with my patients? And the orderly thought she was in trouble by the doctor, and she said, I'm not doing anything with your patients. And Dr. Ross said, no, no, res no, no, responded. She said, no, it it's a good thing. After you go into the rooms, they seem at peace. What are you doing with my patients? I just talked to them, the orderly said. You know, I've had two babies of my own die on my lap. But God never, ever abandoned me. I tell them that. I tell them that they aren't alone and that God is with them and that they don't have to be afraid. There's the gift of Pentecost. A word to speak in the brokenness and tragedy of the world. A word of good news and hope that is unlike any other word. Most of you have heard, as Pastor Matt had mentioned, we lost a beloved saint this past week, Betty Burchett, was a longtime church member and friend to many of us. Back in 2011, her husband John passed away at their home early one Sunday morning. And Reverend James Graham and I received the news just before we began our 8.30 service. Pastor James had only been here a few weeks and had not even had the opportunity to meet Betty and John. I told Pastor James I would go to their home as soon as worship was over and pay our respects. When I reached at Betty's front door, I was a blubbering mess. I was crying and all upset. And I told her, I said, I am here to comfort you and you're the one that's comforting me. We talked for some time. As I got ready to leave, she said, Now, I know Pastor James is in charge and will do a fine job on the service, but I want you to say a few words. I said, Betty, why would you want me to say a few words? Look at me. I'm a mess. She said, These words that I hold near and dear. Oh, Shanna. The Holy Spirit has gifted you with words. Jesus, you have Jesus 
in your heart. And all of John's friends and family need to hear the good news of Jesus and your words of love about John. As we all know, Betty had the gift of the Holy Spirit and her beautiful words to so many of us. So many of us have glorified and shared glory in those words. I believe today we need to celebrate Pentecost and unwrap our gift that the Holy Spirit has so freely given to us. Go out and spread the good news of Christ. Happy birthday, church. Open your gift. Amen. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the message and that we hope that you come and check us out at TahlequahUMC.org. Thank you, and we hope you have a blessed week.